0: My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 27. Lately, I've been seeing or maybe just noticing the word iconic as a means for makers to describe their own work. And it feels like it's mostly within the realm of photography. It usually goes something like, My name is so and so, and I make iconic photos of X or Y. And I've got to tell you, the more I see it, the more I have a hard time with how it's being used. I think there are two main issues that I have with it. The first problem comes from the use of the word itself, or rather, the misuse of the word. Iconic is a shared meaning and refers to something that is widely known and widely regarded and widely accepted. As iconic. So it's simply incorrect for an individual to use the word to describe their own work when it is, in fact, a collective attribution. The meaning is derived from the shared experience of the work by a group with the authority to make the claim or the assertion. Now, what particular group gets to decide is often variable and subject to debate. It's also largely irrelevant. The point is that it's a shared meaning, not in the hands of the individual. Work becomes iconic over time, and the acceptance or attribution comes in part from the influence and reputation that surrounds it, how the work affects an audience, or even how it informs or influences other work that comes after it. And it's the collective who decides how, and more importantly, if the work is iconic. At the moment of making—actually, in the process of making is probably more accurate. You, as the maker, typically don't yet know the outcome and you can't possibly know, let alone declare, whether what you're making is or will ever be iconic. So self-labeling it as such can come off as arrogance, born out of insecurity, as if declaring it somehow makes it so and renders the work more important than it actually is. Now, don't get me wrong. It is absolutely reasonable To want to make work that connects with people that resonates and that is important but it first needs to matter to you it has to be important to you if the work doesn't matter to you then how do you expect it to matter to anyone let alone everyone which brings us to the second problem i have and that is worrying about whether or not something is iconic can take you out of being present in the making of the work first and foremost the work should matter to you absolutely It should lift you up, empower you, bring you joy, and if you're really lucky, it may even change your life, which is a great place to start. Strive to make the kind of work that changes you. A couple of years ago, I had a wonderful conversation with Dan Winters, and Dan said something profound that I've never really forgotten and have tried to keep in the front of my mind as I continue to refine what and how I make. And he said, quote, Doing the thing is the satisfying part of it because that's when we're doing. The final piece is the evidence of the process. End quote. So, worrying about whether or not a piece or a body of work is iconic or important or goes viral or how many likes or follows it generates runs a risk of shifting the focus from the process of making to the end product. And how makers can disconnect themselves from the role in that process just baffles me. I mean, many of you know I've got a show called Process Driven, so I tend to respect, or at least have more respect, for makers who value the means more than just the ends. I'd like to leave you with something that Anne Lamott wrote in her book Bird by Bird, which ostensibly is for writers, but I think it should be on the bookshelf of anyone who makes. She writes, quote, Perfectionism is a mean, frozen form of idealism, while messes are the artist's true friend. What people somehow, inadvertently I'm sure, forgot to mention when we were children was that we need to make messes in order to find out who we are and why we're here, and by extension, what we're supposed to be writing. End quote. So I guess don't worry about whether what you make is iconic or even good for that matter just immerse yourself in the making and let the rest go where it needs to be sure to check the show notes to see a few of the things that have caught my eye recently including a terrific article on the atlantic on how the 50 became the go-to lens for many photographers there's also a pdn article on the art and process of sequencing your images for photo books and if you love model trains and miniatures there's a fascinating documentary about two brothers who quit their jobs to create miniature wonderland a massive miniature city that has become the most popular tourist attraction in germany you can subscribe to iterations in apple podcasts or in your favorite podcast app And if you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sadoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. My book, Photography by the Letter, is a field guide for photographers and photo enthusiasts that contains more than 170 terms covering both analog and digital photography that are defined and explained with the help of more than 50 unique diagrams and nearly 100 original photos. You'll also find helpful tips, Answers to many common questions, exercises, and interviews with top professional photographers, all in a visual style inspired by vintage camera manuals. Pick up a copy in paperback or as an ebook at photographybytheletter.com. I'll be back in a couple weeks with another iteration, and I hope you'll join me. Until then, thanks very much for your time, and I'll talk to you on the next one.